This is episode number 78 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we talk with Tim Timmons about worship leading, his latest project, what it really means to be a worship leader, and how we can go about having just a successful career and life of ministry. So here we go with episode number 78. So I started leading worship in college, um, and I was good at it. I just, I didn't think it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out and um, go out into the world and point people to Jesus. Actually, I just wanted to point people to truth and let Jesus do the rest. That was kind of his job. And Mm. um, so those are the people that I listened to and loved so much. And worship was just something that I was good at, but I didn't really uh, think about that as my future. Mm. And... um, my wife and I were working with high school students at a marriage church in Orange County, California, and which was something we never said we said we'd never do, yeah. but we did. Uh, Jesus changed our heart for that, and then um, I worked. We'd worked with them for about four years, and then we were about to leave, and I was going to go start a mainstream um, career. Is what I wanted to do. And two weeks before I was leaving Mariners um, in the high school ministry, I found out at that point that I was uh, diagnosed with an incurable cancer and given five years to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mariners was amazing, and they kept me on. Um, they kept both my wife and I on staff and just said, why don't you work on your stuff, and um, and you know we'll have you lead here and there every once in a while, but just work on your stuff. And during that year is when I actually met Stan Endicott, um, who's one of my greatest person friends, and... Uh, my heart got changed. I started seeing, like, I don't know, Jesus changed my heart in that I was looking at uh, all the ways that I wanted to go out and invite people to Jesus. And I could get a fan, one fan at a time. I could go get a fan and then point them to Jesus, get a fan. And it hit me that if I lead worship, if I get to lead a group of however many people, and at that time it was a few thousand people, um, each of those people know ten people that I do not know. Mm. And if I actually help and it helped them to actually represent Jesus, not a religion, but actually Jesus, then that's called multiplication. If I'm helping those people, then they actually go out in places that I will never be able to go. So it just, it changed the way that I saw my role as a worship leader. Um, so it's no longer about singing songs. That songs were just the vehicle that songs were like not even half the battle. Um, it's really, in how are we actually leading people? to then respond to Jesus all week long, not just in the 80 minutes that we gather, but in the next thousand minutes as we all scatter into our world. How do we actually help people right. uh, you know, represent Jesus and not some silly religion that Jesus never started? Sure. That type of thing. Yeah, so that's that's kind so, of a, anyway. that, that, that's a heavy statement. Maybe if I could just interrupt you a little on that. Like, um, yeah. I, I've, I've had the privilege of you know, being under your worship leadership, and um, you definitely have like a very different way of leading people. Um, I mean, maybe talk a little bit. I, I don't know, not necessarily different, but um, I remember just being yeah. struck, struck, I guess, with the genuineness of it. And honestly, like there, you, you infuse, like seems like you infuse humor in there, kind of like a humanness to your worship leadership. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I am a human, hmm. <laughs> and every yeah. anybody who's a worship leader we we are human like right. uh but i, I think uh, i man I, I just i used to focus so much on the music and the music was the point and when my drummer would blow it behind me i'd be pissed i'd yeah. be like really yeah. <laughs> are you gonna do that right now we've practiced this we've gone over this and 
Jesus just keeps reminding me of that's not the point. Like lately I've been seeing everything as vehicles. Um, Our church gatherings are vehicles. They're not the point. They're the vehicle to the point. Our, uh, let's see, our, our, my guitar is a vehicle to point people to the point. Um, Worship is not the point. And if it is the point, then we are in a bad way. Um, but it, it's pointing people to the main idea. Um, let's see. The Bible, you know, none of you can actually throw a stone through the internet, but you probably want to. The Bible is not the point. According to Jesus, the Bible is not the point. He says, you guys keep looking for life in this thing, and there's no life in here. I'm the way. I'm the true. Yeah. It's pointing to me. It's the vehicle. Um, a message on Sunday is just a vehicle, and it's an amazing vehicle. And if you really want to get crazy, cross is not the point. The cross is the vehicle into the good news. Yeah. I mean, this is all according to Jesus, by the way. Don't, sure. don't take my word for anything. We'll, we'll get the references for it. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. Right. And all these things, another person said it like this, and I loved it, that it's like we are all, um, what we do, all these vehicle things and who we are, are just like uh, picture frames. And the more that we make our picture frames uh, so awesome, it takes away from the point of the picture frame, which is to point to the, the picture, right? And I think as worship leaders, uh, I don't know, I, I've gotten really distracted from what I'm really supposed to be doing um, and what we're actually doing as a community. So in worship leading, I've asked this question um, over and over lately in the past few years, how would Jesus lead worship? Because I know how Tomlin leads worship. I know how all these people I watch. And, man, we, can, we, we have whole conferences on how people lead worship. But I've never heard the question, how does Jesus lead worship? How would he? How does he? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing that I'm, I'm mostly um, inviting worship leaders into these days, yeah. is how do we lead worship like he led and leads whether we're in front of you know a thousand people or whether we're on a plane with somebody sitting next to us, hmm. I think we are worship leaders in the eighty minutes and in the next ten thousand minutes until you lead again. Yeah. So, yeah, I can go more into that if you want me to. But. That's good. Yeah. I mean, if you want, let's go for it. This is this is big stuff for sure. I mean, I think it's going to be a big blessing for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I you know I, I talk about this all the time, like um, this idea that worship leaders, what, why are we doing what we do? Like, what are we actually doing? Um, not a no, I'm not saying this in a negative way of like, what are we doing? But I'm saying this like, what? it's just good for us to know and talk with our, our people that we're serving with together. Like, what, what are we doing? When we're leading people in these songs, what are we actually doing? Like, what's our actual role? Um, and, you know, then the next question I'm always asking is, so what, what are we focused on? Like, where's our focus? And then wherever we're focusing people are, are focused on, people are being focused on. So if we're looking at our lyrics the whole time mm. and the chord chart and the lyrics right in front of us, I guarantee you that so is half the crowd. Yeah. Um, anywhere you're focused, that's where they're focused. Now, you get worship leaders all the time that are, are um, <laughs> it's kind of like they look at everybody in the eye when they're leading worship. You know, it's like, how great is our God? They're, they're, they're connecting with every eye in the whole room, you know? <laughs> right. And then, you know, the guys are... Just it's kind of like eyes are shut, guitar in hand. I don't care if anybody in this audience goes with me, but I'm going to God. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. and I think both are 
are missing the wholeness of what our role is. I'm a worshiper and a leader. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, I think that that's, you know, I don't know if that's Jesus, but I, I that's just free. That's just what I say. Sure. Um, but I, the, the deal with Jesus, how does he worship? If just give me, give me a for instance, like give me what, what's an interaction he had with somebody. Uh, woman, Can you think of one? Woman at the well. Let's go there. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, yeah. so what did he do with her? He basically asked her great questions and invited that lady into her own story. Hmm. I mean, she she was invited into her story so that she could own her response to Jesus. Hmm. Uh. And she chose well. Uh, another one, uh, the uh, uh, rich young ruler, yeah. right? What's Jesus do? He helps him walk through a story. He asks him great questions, helps him with his story, and then basically says, okay, now it's your turn to own your response to me. So if you think about it, that's my role. My role as a worship leader is to help people own their response to Jesus. So if I say in the crowd, which how many of us have done, uh, God's good, right? And everybody's like, yeah, (laughs) all the time. And then we sing the song about him being good. Sure. I I guarantee you that 80% of that room has no idea of why they're saying that God is good in that moment. Hmm. They know why I'm saying it, because I might say, you know what? It was beautiful outside today. God is good, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Seahawks won, whatever it would be, God is good. But I think the I think the more inductive way of doing that, which is really just the way that Jesus taught and lived, would be to ask the question: Hey, what are you guys thankful for this morning? Mm-hmm. Why would you say that God is good this morning? Even as you're listening to this, just for fun, think about why you would say today, whenever you're listening to this, that God is good. Mm-hmm. If you thought about that for a second, and once you think about that, then. If we sang, how great is our God, we will sing how great, you own your response. You know why you're saying that to him right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Versus, I would say a minute ago, you would have had no clue if I had to stand up. And I think that's the kind of the majority of what we do as worship leaders. We're, we're just singing songs to people. And, and how many times can you say, uh, guys, listen, listen to the words in this, concentrate in the lyrics. I mean, we've said that so many times as worship leaders. But that doesn't, I mean, you can only say it so many times. And so, you know, I, as I'm singing a song about um, worry, because the church is addicted to worry and to fear, um, instead of saying, you know what, um, God, God's going to take care of your worry. Let's sing the song. Yeah. Um, what if I say, hey, what are you worrying about today? And I guarantee you, if there's a follower of Jesus in that room or not, or a young person or an old person, all of them have the opportunity. I'm inviting them to own their story, right? And to own their response to Jesus. So if somebody's like not a follower of Jesus in that room, but they're like, you know what? My marriage stinks. And I'm worried about this. Or I'm worried about money or whatever. Yeah. They now, they're owning their story. And then whether they pray it out loud or not, I'm giving them the opportunity to go, you know what? I'm going to cast my cares on you, God. What if you're real? I'm going to live like you're real today, you know? And so I just, our role is to help people own their response to Jesus. Yeah. Now, I can't make them anybody respond, and I can make them clap, and I can do those things, but I can't make them actually respond. But I think my role is, whether I'm on an airplane with somebody or leading 
a group of people, my job is to help them own the response. Yeah. That's the point. I'm leading them to the point instead of just helping them sing songs. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Could you could you talk a little bit? I think, um, especially just the practical application of like worship leaders, like we tend to want to try to get that clap. We want to get people to yell. Um, could you maybe speak? Uh, speak that away for for the yeah. worship leader that's listening for that. Like we we look for that approval. Like how, how can we get away from that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say that I, I think giving the why behind anything is really important. So yeah. when I have people clap together, often I will say, "Hey, remember when we're clapping, we're doing this in unity." I mean, there are tons of things in Old Testament that they would do in unity, as with one voice. It would say, hmm. which is awesome. Which just means you know Jesus talks about unity more than almost anything. That in the kingdom of God. Um, so, you know, I, I'm always telling people like, okay, hey, we're, we're clapping because we're doing this together. We're in agreement on this prayer right now, you know. But I, my, one of my favorite prayers that I've begun to pray the past maybe 10 years as a worship leader is, uh, Jesus, thank you that today you're the one who's going to do all the heavy lifting. Like, I can't change anybody. Yeah. I can't. I, I can get them to do a bunch of you know things with their gyrations and whatnot. I can get them to clap and scream or whatever. But he's the one doing all the heavy lifting. And the more that, that I I really live that mm-hmm. and accept that and go, okay, Jesus, I'm going to do my best today. And if anybody follows, um, awesome. If not, I'm going to do my best today. And it's no longer up to me. My job is just to help and invite people into owning their response. And the more that I do that, and I'm just not worrying about um, everybody else's response anymore. I mean, people come up to me all the time and they'll say, oh man, I'm sorry about our first service. It's kind of the older crowd. I'm like, I don't care. Right. We, we, we got to wake up today. We woke up and we're, uh, <laughs> we get to lead people today. And that's not my job is to, it's just like evangelism. Hmm. Evangelism is not my job. Like, what what a scary thing to give me the ability to change somebody's heart. That is, a, well, in Christianity, that's our job. But in the kingdom of God, according to Jesus, that is not my job. My job is just to be a branch attached to Jesus, who is the vine. And the father's the gardener, and he's the one doing all that stuff. So our job is not to evangelize to anybody. It's just to follow Jesus and watch where he opens doors. Mm. And I think the same is true with leading worship. My job is not to like, get people to do anything, even though I, it's really great for us to, to move our bodies and to do different things. But my ultimate job is to um, hang with Jesus and see wh- what questions is he asking me as I'm praying these songs. Sure. And then I, I, I ask people those questions all the time. Um, and with worship leaders, I mean, how many times do we get up and just play a set and we don't really know why I'm praying each of these songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about the last time you led. Did you know why you were leading those songs? Like that specific song, each song, we need to know exactly why I would pray the song, why I need to pray the song. And if I know, then I can help other people know why they would need to pray this song. So I, yeah. I get a little excited about this topic. <laughs> no, this, this is fantastic stuff. I want to get get a moment too. Can you talk a little bit about Awake Our Souls while, while we've got you here? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Waker Souls is, is the new single out, and it's the new record coming out October 2. Um, but really, it's, it's uh, well, it's an invitation. My, this whole record is just kind of hopefully a joyful invitation. And joy is 
joy is not happy. Yeah. Uh, there is happiness in joy, but joy is something that is outside of circumstance. And um, I, for the first time in my life, you guys, I actually have more joy than I know what to do with. Mm. And it's not because I do all my quiet times and I'm super awesome with that and I, you know, I don't know, whatever. Whatever would make me a good Christian. It's not because of those things. Because I've done all those things and I did not have joy. Mm. I had happiness that would get stolen in a heartbeat. And uh, I've just been trying to figure out, okay, Jesus... Like, where are you at? I just want to, like, be where you are. I'm, I'm no longer inviting him to be with me in my day, because I think that is unbiblical. But I'm saying, Jesus, where are you at? And I want to join you in that. So whether I'm leading worship uh, with a guitar, Jesus, where are you at? I want to join you in what you're doing. I'm on an airplane with somebody. You're walking or driving in a car. I'm, I'm going, Jesus, where are you at? I want to see where you're at work, and I want to join you in that. And really... Uh, Awake our souls is this thing of this great prayer of saying, Jesus, would you awake my soul to a big reality of you? And worship leaders, that's what we're always trying to do on, on whenever we lead. We're trying to help people have see a bigger and more full view of God. And then our role in the midst of that, you know? So awake our souls, the, the point of the record is, um, as I've been hanging with Jesus more, is, uh, well, if you want to get into it, uh, what is... What does Jesus, well, I'll say this. What do we all say? If I was going to give a gospel message right now, everybody, what would we all say is the, the gospel message, the good news, is that we'd all say this. Jesus died on the cross for my sins, rose again, and then we get to go to heaven. So don't you guys want that? Right? So that's, that's what I'd give if I was at a youth group and I was giving the gospel message. You guys are sinners and you're going to hell, but now you get this. Um, somebody asked me, what does Jesus say is the good news? What's he say the gospel is? And I'm like, uh, love one another, you know? <laughs> and I had no clue. And I'm a varsity American Christian. I am so good at this thing. I just didn't know what the good news was according to him. So this isn't Tim's words. This is Jesus. The only time he talks about good news is the availability of the kingdom of God. That's it. I mean, again, take don't take my words. The only thing he says all the time he talks about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like yeast, like this little bit of yeast in 60 pounds of dough. Yeah. It's always at work. It's pervasive. The kingdom of God is everywhere. Um, so when Jesus talks about the good news, he talks about the availability of the kingdom of God. So what the heck is the kingdom of God? If Jesus keeps saying kingdom of God, kingdom of God, seek first the kingdom of God, kingdom of God is like, I think if we're followers of his, we should probably figure out what that actually means. And so anyways, I, I've just spent the past uh, five years trying to go, okay, Jesus, what if this thing's real? Not just like a theological idea, but what if the kingdom of God is actually real and that's what you care about? So, anyways, I've spent the past five years trying to figure out what's it look like to seek first the kingdom of God. And so this record is uh, saying, this is what it looks like daily, in your mm -hmm. daily life, to seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, that, that's kind of the point of this record. And, and it's just been my own experiment in my life. And mm -hmm. then I'm writing songs out of it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Sorry for keeping you a little longer there. Hopefully I didn't mess up your schedule there. <laughs> no, you, you've got longer if you need. Oh. Whatever you need. Um, well, then one one more thing if we got. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah I, let's, go, just, you know. let's go for a beard tip if we got you. We can close it out with that one. How do you keep your beard nice? <laughs> Guinness. Oh, sorry. You said beard. <laughs> yeah, beard. 
Oh gosh, that got weird. <laughs> that got really weird. Um, man, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a trimmer. All right. I'm a, I'm a scissor trimmer. Okay. Cause, cause you use those big shaver things and it, you know, just like, I don't know. It gets, uh, gets too tight. But you've got a serious beard. You're not messing around. I'm like a little child compared to you. <laughs> I'm working. On, I mean, I'm so trying, I, trying to ask everybody I talk to for tips. Mine's getting a little out of control for sure. <laughs> you know, my, my only tip is: Are you married? I'm married. Yeah. If your wife's into it, then God bless it. Keep going. Make it however the heck you want. If your wife's not into it, jump ship <laughs> quick. It'll be good for, for all the worship leaders out there with big beards. Now I'm going to ask you: Do you use do you use oil and all that stuff? I do. I've got the uh, beard oil. I think it's uh, called called like bay lime, and uh, that's that's about all I do with it. No wax or anything? Uh, no wax yet. I'm getting getting close to needing wax. I think if I, if okay. I keep going, I'm kind of my, my, I'm in a competition with my brother. Uh, oh my. For like beard growth, and he gave up a little while ago, so I'm kind of like out out in limbo yeah. here yeah i love it we got I love it no shave november's coming up so i kind of feel like i at least need to make it through that but uh, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> you're gonna be a mess <laughs> it's gonna it's kind of bad but we'll yeah see. we'll get there yeah, yeah. well cool so it's a perfect way to cap it off there <laughs> that's great i appreciate it man I, like seriously like so much wisdom like I, I just like i love your perspective on it love your um just your your heart to really get beyond just the songs and just why we're doing what we're doing. I think that's going to be like a huge blessing for a lot of the people. Uh, yeah. Thank you. To it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, uh, I love what I get to do. Um, and I, man, I just, I, I travel the country. Yeah. This is what I do now. And I'm not a part of the local church so much anymore. I'm part of the, the church and we're just, it's not working. Hmm. What we're doing is not working and there's no revolution in what we're doing. We are, we're just doing our things. Pastors are just teaching messages, and we're just singing songs for 80 minutes. And then the next 10,000 minutes, who cares? Because we're just trying to get people back in our seats. And if we're not looking to actually help people in the next 10,000 minutes, I think we're, we're yeah. missing a mark. So I, I just see it everywhere I go, and I keep asking Jesus to open doors if that's what he wants for me to encourage guys and not yeah. shame, but encourage and go, okay. What are we doing? Let's do this well. That's so, yeah. so thank you for what you do. I appreciate what you do. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.